Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for round 9, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who was controversially asked to leave Lou Richard's funeral. It's Adam Rosenbach. Oh, g'day, Michael. It, it, it was a sad day, made even sadder by the fact that I couldn't get through the whole ceremony. They wouldn't let me through the whole ceremony. Now, now you tell me if any of this stuff <laughs> is wrong. Okay, firstly, I was selling Can records. Can I start by saying yes? All okay, of I was selling records out the front. Oh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. People want to remember the day. Yeah. yeah. So nothing wrong with that. that you, you see, I mean, 12 bucks for a record for Lou Richard's funeral, I think, is, an, is a, a, a good price. It's a souvenir. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. go away and remember. Keepsake. That. Now, is there anything wrong with having beers? In the church. I don't think problem... Well, there's probably have to be beers in the church, but obviously they'd be awake afterwards. They would have had a drink. But yeah, I was drinking mid-strength. You just got early. Yeah, started yeah, early. And, all right, they were on my hat and I was drinking a straw. <laughs> I was wearing the foam dome. And now the biggest... Con- this is the reason I got kicked out. I put a gold jacket on. Oh, fuck. Because I said, it's all over. It's oh, Louis gone. Say like game, the, game over yeah, on the back. Yeah, Louis. <laughs> and I put the gold jacket on and said, it's all over, folks. Yeah, okay, okay. I can and see why they... they said they kicked me out. I can see why they have right. Do you reckon Joffa was there? Uh, yes, I reckon he would have been there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was a who's who. It was a who's who. Do you think it should have been a state funeral? Yes. I think it should have been a national funeral. Okay. And not just because I don't know uh, where they drove him. Did they drive? They would have driven him down Swanson Street, I imagine. Probably. And then to, the, to wherever his, his resting ground would have been. But I, I say take him around Australia. Like, you know, in the glass coffin a la, you know, Lenin mm-hmm. in Russia. Okay. So people could come up, touch it and go, geez, he's short. Yeah, he would have been short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. No, it was a nice occasion, don't you think? Well, I think it was good that it was broadcast on all the networks. Mm. I think, really? Uh, was it? I think it was. Huh. Yeah, I think it was on 9 and 7 at, at the very least. Oh. And I thought it was good when they crossed to the lab, the Fox Footy lab. <laughs> <laughs> and they just went, how do you think the funeral's going? And they went, well, I thought they started well. Good, strong eulogy off yep. the top. But now they're just repeating the same things. Mm-hmm. Like, he said, if you don't mind, umpire. And then he repeated, if you don't mind, umpire. <laughs> it's getting dull. We need some action at halftime. We need a spray from one of the great guns. Oh, I thought it was nice at the end when they finished with Caro's arrow. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> she gave a bake to the priest. Yeah, she, he, he copped it. He copped it. Louis cup to spray. It was beautiful. <laughs> so that's the last time I'm going to any state funerals anyway. So uh, big weekend in football. Let's, let's talk about our favourite football <laughs> team. Let's get into the, the Richmond Football Club. Wasn't that a delight? You look at it and you go, oh, the Tigers. Yeah. I mean, they're six goals up. They're flying. I mean, they're unbeatable at Spotless. They've never lost a game at Spotless. Is that a true story? Well, up until yesterday, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so at what point... At what point as a Richmond supporter do you just go, fuck this? Yeah. Like, every, just fuck this. Mm-hmm. Just, should, should they kill? Is, is it time to just end your own life? <laughs> like, because you can't, as an Australian, you can't change teams. No, no. So there is no other choice. You have to be a burden for life. But if the life ends prematurely, okay. 
then that is the only way you can get sure. your, set yourself free. And then it's a new take on the, you know, throwing the membership away. Well, it's okay. taking your own life. Yeah, it's rather than putting, <laughs> instead of putting the membership in the microwave, yep. get a big microwave, <laughs> pop yourself in there for seven Put minutes. in the oven. Yeah, until yeah, your organs just burst. Now, uh, um, obviously we're not at my home at the minute, we're at Wayne Jackson Studios, but I must say, my neighbour, whoever that may be, uh, they heard a lot of shouting in oh. that final minute, right, by the fact that I was watching it and you're thinking, oh no, they can't, they can't. And then and then they probably heard through the, oh, get fucked if I can. <laughs> It was and, incredible. And you, know, you know, the good thing was it, was, it was just over a minute when GWS took the lead. GWS showed Richard and how you defend. How you defend him, yeah. 21 From, seconds, three times. Yeah. They did it. They yeah. flooded back. There were so many. Like, first off, it was the first gamer kicked a goal. Yep. That went to the goal review. Oh, yes. So Shy they, they, found just, they just found new and interesting ways to do it. Yeah. So they have the goal review and you think, oh, my God, that can't possibly, that can't have, end this way. So I was watching on the uh, the AFL, the footy live app, which is a great app, mm-hmm. and because I, I was out for a dinner. And so you saw that Richmond kicked a goal back in front. You're like, oh, the Tigers have got this. Well done. They've kicked away to uh, more than a goal lead. Yes. And then we look back at it and you're like, they've taken that goal off. <laughs> this is so fucking Richmond. What else could they do? Well, for, what they could do is then not put a man on the mark uh-huh. and, uh, and let the uh, GWS uh, backman uh, play on oh. to get an extra 10, 15 yards. What? Out, for, out of the goal square? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. No, that's yeah. tricking him. Just lowering him out. into a false sense of security. Let him run out. Let now, him get away from the goals. In their defence, are probably the players who went back thinking it was a goal and they maybe didn't have the extra time to kind of uh, position, get ready. I don't know, but in, during a review, reviews take ages. Reviews You've got to time. take ages and at the same time as well. Uh, immediately one night, when they did kick the ball through yep. for the goal, the immediate GWS people claiming it was touched. So, so you instantly you knew it was going to be a review. Yeah, so you had been knowledge. Anyway, so the GWS backman gets another 10, 15 metres okay. to kick it into the middle. Yep. Phil Davis does a Beautiful tap over the shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a uh, Richmond player fumbles it or doesn't get near it. Then Mummy hands over to Cameron and then bingo, bingo. That was a good kick from 50. It was. From it was. Jeremy a couple Cameron. of steps. If, yeah, if that was a Richmond player, it would have somehow gone back over his head. It's just like, uh, I, I, I don't know what you do. I, I'm, I'm a bit like Robbo here. Uh, you just, it's just, oh, can you, would you, is it just, I don't, I don't my, what do you, oh. Well, they're four. They're four. And, no, five they're five and four. And four. So five they're still four. doing pretty well. But that's now four in a row. Isn't yeah. Let's it? not forget they started out as five and zero. Yeah, five in a row. So they. That, I think that might have been the best start they've had since they won a flag. I think. Oh no, I think it was the best since '95. Oh, okay. no, no, that's right. Yes, yes best since '95. And also they've they've now lost three games under a kick. Awesome. So I don't know what you do. Like, well, uh, that's good for percentage. Then you're not getting. You're not getting. <laughs> yeah, that's one positive. Where are they aiming for if they keep this record up? Where, which position on the ladder? Whereabouts do you think Richmond is just destined for? I reckon. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, ninth. But yeah, it's it's looking perfect. Do you think they can play? Do you think they'll play the finals? I reckon they will. You think they're going to be in the finals? So yeah. at the moment, they're currently sitting sixth mm. with a couple of games to play today. Frio, obviously, uh, are going to be playing Carlton. You would assume Frio would win that one. And yeah, then we're Melbourne recording North- at uh, 3.23 right yes. now. Yes, so the, the Melbourne uh, North game is, is soon to start. And, I mean, if Melbourne win that, they will probably possibly go into the eight and perhaps take over where Richmond is sitting because they've mm. got a better percentage. So there is, a, there is a good chance that Richmond could be sitting eighth by the end of the round. Yeah. And with any, with any like, Richmond hope they could be ninth easily by the end of round 10. Yeah. <laughs> they got the skills to do that. And it was, a, it was a great win by GWS, you know. They stuck it out. They came back at home. Yeah. And the crowd was genuinely excited. That's what I thought, actually. They are doing very well, I reckon. Mm. No, no, they're not packing it out, 
but the, I think the community at the Giants is really, really good. They're starting to they're starting to follow the team. They're yeah. starting to actually enjoy going to to and to there's genuine excitement sport. in the crowd. Now, obviously, that game's very exciting, but I, I yes. think they're rather passionate. Like you watch the Gold Coast and it's kind of just hasn't really kind of caught on. But I think that even though it's not you know. 55,000 members, yeah. the people who are going are loving it. And they're doing nice little touches as well. Like a few weeks ago, they had a fans press conference. Oh, really? Yeah. So they brought Mummy and Phil Davis and someone else out. And yep. so the fans got to ask questions. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They probably should have got Lockie Whitfield out. So the fans could go, <laughs> where did you sleep last night? And he's like, I was at home. And then also they uh, they had the fans in the rooms too after the game yesterday. All kind of, of them. Giving them, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They <laughs> yeah, could they fit can. them in. But they are uh, giving them a bit of a round of applause as they wanted in. So they, I think they're doing the community thing very well. Well, I guess, I guess you have to and they are doing a good thing. And I remember they had rocks in the, in the pocket in, mm. the, in the crowd. I mean, mm. who doesn't love climbing over a rock during game? Yeah, that's that, my that's what I've thing. missed. Yeah. yeah, I think you know that's the one thing you miss: the fact that there's only two grounds now. There's no rock climbing. I'm actually uh, campaigning for the AFL to hold the Royal Melbourne Show at the MCG. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you know, combine the two. People clearly love it, and now, that way it's easier for Trav to get there too. Well, yeah, when he wants to go to the show, you head to the G. That's much simpler. Lots of public transport access as yeah. well to get to the uh, yeah. get to the MCG. No, so we win now. Speaking of other teams that completely suck after they've led quite well. Moving on, why don't we uh, talk about another game? Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's say Collingwood Hawthorne for just for just for fun. Yeah, sure. That was a debacle, wasn't it? Okay, so you didn't go. No, I couldn't. I go I was yet. hoping you were going to go. Why? Oh, just because it's more fun if you were there. Oh, okay, to, yeah, sure. To no, I couldn't make it the end. disappointment. Yeah. So you watched it at home. Forty three points up. Forty three. Forty three. I don't remember I don't remember losing after being up that like that. I'm sure it's happened, but I don't remember in That's that an incredible loss. Particularly yeah. against Collingwood, who basically and I'm not saying they're a bad side, but they would have been demoralised. Mm. Like they, they just would oh, have they'd had a fuck. funeral during the week. Well, yeah, exactly. And they they, they would have been who's that fucker who got kicked out in the gold jacket? Yeah. It's thrown them. Their confidence would have been at an all time low. You had them on the ropes. Mm. They were standing standing nine. They got to nine. They got to the nine count. They were just about to have ten. And you guys let them back in the game. Yeah. And didn't Hodgie get fucking angry? He did at the end, didn't he? He was very frustrated. He was very... He went Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. No one goes Pendles. He's an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Because so he got floored by Taylor Adams and he went, oh, fuck this. I'm going to go smash that cunt. And he fucking <laughs> ran after him. And then he went after Pendles and he went after everybody. He wasn't happy. It was about halfway through the second when we got out there. So... Yeah, so it's a lot of time to come back. Then you'll lose, lose by three goals. That's disappointing. Um, but having said that, um, you know, it was a... Well, look, it was a good performance by Box Hill Hawks to get out to 43 points, OK? Can we talk about you, <laughs> one of your champion off-season recruits? Uh-huh. Ty Vickery. How'd he go, mate? How'd Actually, he go? Because he's been playing really well in the, in the, in the box for Box Hill. He's, he's smashing it. His, his form... Made him come back into that side, plus the fact that you had really, uh, you know, smashed by injuries during the week. But Ty forced himself back in. Ty kicked a goal. Yeah, but that was early, wasn't it? Uh, in the uh, first quarter, he was fucking killing it. He had a grand total of five touches. Five touches. <laughs> and so one of them was for the goal in the uh, in the first quarter. Yeah. So that that includes that kick. So after that so goal, four, four, four more positions. Play. Yeah. And how many Tom Mitchell have? So he had he had one one for every uh, hundred grand that we're paying. <laughs> Tom Mitchell had fifty. 50. 50. So he just—he only had, just had, only had 45 more touches yeah. than Ty Vickery. But who was more influential on the game? Did oh, Tom Ty. Mitchell kick a goal? No. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So if Ty, if, if Ty Bickery doesn't kick that, that's a, that's a four-goal loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just got to look at what he does. When Mitchell, you got to look fi- at the, po- the positives. Yeah. 50 possessions. Yeah. When he got to that, did he hold the ball up? <laughs> and just shout to the crowd, go, yeah, I got the 50. I, I don't think – I can't remember hearing of 50 before uh, in sure, an AFL game. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. It's only a handful. Um, I think I, I think Greg Williams may have done it in the, in the 90s, but I can't remember too many people getting to 50. But – they also came out, Nathan Buckley came out and said he wasn't that damaging. Yeah, they wouldn't put a man on him. Yeah, but he had, because they, they say Clarko he's a got, Clarko got annoyed at that. But yes. it's weird for Clarko to get angry about things. Well, yeah, I, that, that's, how, that's how upset he was. Mm. It, it pissed him off. Because um, uh, what Nathan Buckley said, if it was Isaac Smith who got 50, it would have been like 2,500 metres gained. Mm, long kicks. So they weren't particularly worried about what Mitchell was doing. But he had 22 kicks he and did 28 handballs. 28 handballs, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the handballers are kind of, you know, in and in under, and under getting, getting them out to yeah. people who clearly aren't doing much. So, so other teams aren't worried about it. <laughs> I mean, but someone's got to do that. Someone's got to do that job. Here we go. The seventh player to amass 50 touches. Okay. Who are the others? Uh, let me scroll through. I don't know if they've got them listed. Um, there's me. I'm going to say Greg Williams. Do you reckon Jared Healy at some point may have amassed 50? Uh, I mean, shame why Woden must. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been. Uh, wouldn't have got you know a Brownlow. You got to get up around fifty touches. Would Sam Mitchell have gone to fifty at some point in his career? I think I'd remember that if that happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what other players do you think might have got up around fifty? Um, yeah. Well, Williams is the one that stands out, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, don't have too many other. Uh, Can't what, find it. What modern player players would have. It'd be a modern game thing, wouldn't it? Oh, of course. Yeah, because they're not getting close to fifty. In the 80s, Here we no go. one's doing that. Oh, Gary Ablett Jr. Okay. And Greg Williams share the record with 53. Fuck, that's a lot of touches. <laughs> that's how many touches. You know how like coaches would say no one's ever died of leather poisoning? Yeah. I reckon there's a good chance if you get to, <laughs> if you get yeah. to 53. All right, I found it. So you mentioned Greg Williams and Gary Ablett with 53 each. Barry Price in 1971 had 52. Good on you, Barry. That would yeah. have been massive back then. Oh, for Pricey too against Fitzroy. I mean, I don't, I don't know who he was playing for at the time, uh, Pricey. Scott Thompson did it against the Gold Coast in 2011, which must have been their first season. John Greening against Geelong in 1971. Never heard of that fuckhead either. <laughs> and then uh, Tony Shaw. Against the Brisbane Bears in 1991. And then, of course, Tom Mitchell last night. So he was the seventh one. So it's, it's, a, it's a fucking massive effort. Barry Price played with the Pies from 69 to 77. Ah, champion. And he was a WA guy? Yeah. No, no, from Ararat, actually. No, then he went classic. on to play Claremont after that. And then oh. he came back to Collingwood for one more year in 79. Oh, look at him. And then John Greening was with Collingwood when he did his one. Oh, Barry Price is now the director of sport at Scotch College, Melbourne. Oh, isn't that lovely? Home of Surreali. Do you reckon they go, oh, fucking Mr. Price is talking about his Do you reckon talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sits fuck. back? Yeah. He's like, oh, we you know, need to kind of get a new <laughs> basketball court. And he's like, ah, oh, I'll tell you. Tell you what was impressive. Does <laughs> <laughs> he be, um, let's just check that, uh, how fucking old is he? He's 68. Yeah, okay. No, he'd, he'd really be banging on about the, the 50 disposals. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But 50 in those days, that'd been... Topped up. Good, good game would be 25 back then. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. And that would have been, like, by, by the last quarter, you're kicking a, a, a waterlogged heavy ball. It was one, yeah. one ball per game. Yeah, good point. His foot would have been broken. He yeah. probably never played again after that. No <laughs> one who went back to Claremont. He's yeah. like, this is fucked. So the Hawks, what, what did you make of it? It was just, it was terrible. It was a terrible loss. It was a great win for Collingwood. Like, they went from basically Buckley being sacked at half time yeah. to Buckley being the saviour and keep him on two more years. So they're, they're three and six now? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I reckon Bucks is going to make it. You think they're going to hang on to him? Yeah, I reckon they've had enough kind of 
good wins. Yep. And also small losses. Yeah, they have been close in a lot of games. So yeah. they have been unlucky. There yeah. is no doubting that. I think Bucks will get through. Okay. Now, whether he'll be around next year, I don't know. Yeah. But I think I think I think he's done done enough at this stage. Well, they're showing enough. If they if, if they can kick the goals because they've kicked quite poorly. If they can kick goals and they, you know, they can win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a stupid statement, but they were, they were kicking quite poorly and it was keeping me out of games. Uh, so last week, Adam, we uh, had a bit of a search of our friend Jimmy Jets. Yeah, the ghost. The ghost. Now, you expressed dismay that his Wikipedia page had no mention of him being referred to as the ghost. Well, that is basically all he's known for. Yeah, the ghost. And nothing else. And so we thought we'd get on Wikipedia and, uh, and do that. So if you look at Wikipedia for Jim Jess, mm. we included... Uh, under the sentence of Jim Jess, born Jan- January 25, 1955, is a retired Australian football player who played in the VFL from 1976 to 88 for the Richmond Football Club. That was all that was there. Yeah. Didn't mention... Disgusting. Like, we played in a played in flag. Didn't mention that at all. That's just revolting. Three interstate games. Oh, put good on, one. Put on the big V. Yep. All Australian in 1980. Did they have all Australian back then? And he, um, yeah, yeah, because they did the whole, the whole nation. Oh, so people in the Waffle right, okay. and the Sandford yeah, in there great. as well, yeah. And so we added Jim Jess was commonly referred to, was commonly referred to as the ghost. Yep. And was that because he used to like break into people's houses and haunt them? No, that would be pale, wouldn't it? Pale. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't I think, sure. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I think pale. I think that would be the idea. Yep. And then uh, we put that down. That's all we need to be said. And then we checked it out again the next day. You sure day. it wasn't like a John Edwards type? He could talk to the other uh-huh. side. <laughs> like people go, oh, hang on, your grandmother's telling me <laughs> you're a fuckhead. <laughs> And then uh, other people have added. Good. Not sure who this was, but we do encourage you to add. Oh, absolutely. Jim Jess's Wikipedia Wikipedia page needs to be loaded up. Once attended a primary school in Melbourne to teach footy clinics without working with children accreditation. Because I mentioned that, if I remember correctly, the ghost had come to my primary school to do a clinic. Yeah. Because on the back of uh, a few bombers place, no, Richmond Richmond players players, weren't allowed to go to a clinic because they didn't have working with children accreditation. Now, Even though they didn't require it. That does sound legit. What do you mean, like? Well, he probably did go to the well, school yeah. without a working yeah, now, with now, children. It does check. make it sound dodgy yeah, in absolutely. a way, but it, it would probably be true. Yeah, because you didn't need him back. Didn't then. require it. No. Yeah, it would have been like early eighties. We had Rolf Harris run a footy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then someone also added, also well known for owning a local video store because we did mention yeah, friend of the show Paul College talked about the ghost yeah. owning his local video <laughs> shop, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking awesome. So, yeah, any other Jim Jess tidbits that you have, yeah. chuck them in. Jim Jess, if, you, if you're listening. Keep them factual. Keep them factual, oh, these obviously. These are all, these are all uh, uh, ver- what do you call it? Verified? Uh, verifiable, yeah. yes. Yeah, so keep it factual. But, yeah, we do encourage you to add <laughs> the Jim Jess's Wikipedia. Yeah, you know what we should start up, though? Can you just check just quickly, has Harley Bunnell got his own uh, Wikipedia page? I'm sure he would. Because that's going to be a very good page. <laughs> And you can add whatever you like to that because Harley Bunnell uh, added another page of his history uh, to his um, already, would you say, sorted? Checkered? Checkered. <laughs> Let's go with checkered. Checkered's much better. Uh, he was at a waffle game last weekend and, mm. and you're allowed onto the ground during the waffle to hear the quarter and three-quarter time. A lot of fun, that stuff. I, lo- I love going a lot of to fun. hear the yeah. three-quarter time speech because yeah. imagine as a coach, because uh, I know they do it in the VFL when they show it, um, they can't give a proper spray because the TV cameras are on. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, because yep. they're showing it on telly. So yep. you've got Gary Ayres there going, oh, you guys need to play a lot harder than you did in that quarter. So it's not FFFF? No, well, they can't. Yeah. They've okay. got, to, got to keep it clean. It's a lot of pressure, actually. So the half-time spray must be low. <laughs> he goes, oh, fuck, I was hanging on to that from quarter time. 
I wonder why they should do that then, because it would take a bit of the... Uh, well, they can't really speak honestly, can they? Well, I guess. You, you don't need to swear to be clever, Michael. No, you do. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> if someone's if someone's been a weak cunt, you, yeah. need, you need to let them know yeah. that. Yeah, you can't... You weak so-and-so. Yeah. No. Like, I, I do that on the tram. Like, if someone's struggling with a pram to mm-hmm. get on the tram, I fucking let them know about <laughs> it. Oh, you fucking weak motherfucker. Anyway, Harley Bunnell... Which is, I wouldn't say strolled. Mm. I'd say struggled out onto the field. Okay. Uh, in, in the waffle game. And he went up and uh, he's got a cousin that's playing for, I think, was, I think it might be Peel. I could be wrong there. Mm. But uh, Harley dragged him away from the coach's three-quarter time address or quarter time address and spoke to him on several occasions. Yeah, I think it would be Peel because I think that's the feeder team for, uh, for the free. It was Peel, yeah. Yeah. And so then a couple of officials came over and were like, uh, mate, can you stop dragging your cousin away? And he looked like he was telling him positional moves or, you know, showing him how to dance or something like that. Yeah, he wasn't like telling him, you know, where are we going to go tonight? He may have, he may have, been, that may have been. That may have been thrown in there. Okay. Let's not pretend yeah. that, that wasn't a part of it. He just looked a little bit dishevelled when he came off the field. And he's been, was there a $10,000 suspended it's fine? It's a $10,000 fine. Or yeah. 5000 and 5000 suspended, something like that. He's got himself in a little bit of trouble. But it says I'm told to undergo counselling to deal with his personal issues. So I think that's in, re- in reference to he looked a little bit uh, worse for wear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I find that really fascinating. Like it's not, it's not like he would have gone out there just to have a conversation. No, well, he was trying to he was trying to help with positional moves. Like hmm. who knows? If his cousin come out, comes out and kicks six in the last quarter, everyone's going, mate, fucking let Harley Bennett. Harley, and also he'd Harley be there going, you know, look, I'm sure the coach is fine. I'm sure he's completely fine. Whoever that may be, but he says, I am actually an AFL player. I, I know, know what I'm I, doing. I've got. I got solid Ross Lyon intel in my head too. Yeah, and, and also uh, he would have played under uh, Rodney Ede, mm. Guy McKenna, mm. some of the best. Yeah, here we go. Five thousand of it was suspended for twelve months. So five grand for having a chat. Now, the, by that logic, I went to a basketball game yesterday. Yeah, a bunch of ten-year-olds uh, running mm-hmm. around, and you knew them. I did know them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and um, the the coach called a timeout, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the mums. Came over and she she dragged her kid out of the the huddle. Who does she think she is? Harley Bennell. I think maybe she gave me some water or something. But I was like, "Wait, hey, five grand, mate? Yeah, no Benneling here. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I found that fas- that very really interesting. I was nah. like, no, you leave him alone. You fucking get out of it. You're not a coach. No. If, if the kid needs rehydration, then the fucking trainers come out. Give yeah, him he asked for it. Yeah, you don't rehydrate a nine year old. You know, there's one game I went to. This a football game I went to. This about two years ago. Yeah, there was a kid. On the team, who his mum like showed up through like the th- last quarter, yeah, like five minutes into the last quarter, he just runs off the ground and goes home with her. No, and 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 apparently it does that often. So like mum will just show up, you know, and he like goes, okay, I'm off. And it's like, no the, mate, what the fuck? Is you that? stick around until the final siren goes. The guys, guys, we pointed out, said, oh, this kid's about to leave the ground. And, and Mum's just kind of seems to have no concern about that. It's not the done thing. That's the most disgusting thing I've it's, ever it's, heard. Isn't it weird? It's sickening. Isn't it weird? Wouldn't it's you go, sickening. okay, mate, you're not playing then. Yeah, you, no, you don't get a game. No. You can't leave quarter time. He just runs off. Could you imagine, like, Travis Cloak when he sees his dad just running off? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of Western Bulldogs fans would have been happy with that on Friday night. Yeah, all right, fuck off, Trav. Get out of there. Yeah. Right. No, that, that's teaching kids just um, bad habits. Oh, I find that absolutely bizarre. 
Or is she saving him? Perhaps he, he didn't do altitude training mm-hmm. during the year. And she knows he can't run out of can't game. Can't run out of the game, yeah. So she saves face. Uh-huh. She goes, look, I'll get you out of it. I don't want to show I've, ra- I've raised this kid. Yeah. This weak kid. Yeah, yeah. this piss weak, this yeah. piece of shit motherfucker. <laughs> and she goes, look, I'll rock up. You just, like, he probably, when he gets to the car, he's probably cooked. <laughs> like, he struggled to even get to the car. She he kind of runs, he, but he kind of ran off quicker than he had played in the game. Like, you're kind of more excited to run off the ground than to run on the ground. He gets in the car with his boots as well. Yeah. Oh, That's it's all disaster. Not happy about that. It's all disaster. Yeah. Um, but uh, did you watch Friday Night? Friday Night was fun. I did watch Friday Night. I thought hey, it, was a, uh, it was a fun game. It looks like an impressive ground too. Oh, it, it's changed. Apparently, did you know they've got a new stand? Hmm, Brownlow stand. Yeah, they, they should have mentioned that in the coverage. <laughs> just, just, why keep it quiet? It's a, it's a big thing down at Geelong. But now all the work there is done now. They've finished everything. I think so. You'd mm. hope so before they let people in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. no I mean, like in terms of like, it's, they did. They've done developments and stages, but I think that's the final piece. Oh, it's now. done. Yeah. Are but they not going to put a, a roof on it? Uh, there's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's only when Geelong bids for the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that's fair enough. I thought it looked great, and uh, it was Travis Cloak who who changed the momentum of that game mm-hmm. when he gave away the 50 metre penalty. Yeah. And Luke Beveridge came out and said, "I don't hang my players out to dry, except for the Travis Cloak <laughs> thing, where he mentioned that and said that was what cost us the momentum." Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So so it was a great win by Geelong. Patrick, how good was Patrick Dangerfield? Oh yeah, dude. That that guy can play. <laughs> I've heard rumours. Yeah. No, he was he was very good. It was a very good game. And uh, the doggies now they're now five and four. They could potentially be outside of the eight if Melbourne win this afternoon and they don't look to be... Well, it's 4-4 four, four to 2-4 in favour of North Melbourne mm. uh, towards the end of the first quarter. So anything could happen there. But Melbourne could potentially push them out. And Adelaide and GWS now in seven. So they're kind of solidifying their spots at the top of the ladder, which which feels about right, doesn't it? Yes. And then, of course, you've got your bloody flat-track bullies... The West Coast Eagles. They are. They're getting flogged. They're getting absolutely done. So at this stage, it's uh, near the end of the game. So it's 125 to the Bombers, 64 to the Eagles. That's can't, massive. Can't Goal play win. the G, can't play Eddie Ed. What, what do you think it is? Like, you know, you and I, we, we travel, the, we travel the, for gigs. I don't get off a plane and go, I forgot how to do stand <laughs> Like, what's, what's the big fucking deal? Do they come over here and they're like, oh, there's no, uh, I want a can of swan lager. Sorry, uh, mate, we don't carry it. But what? Creature comforts, yeah. I need something like that. Yeah, I yeah. Want that. I know I want what you some mean. Other per- I want an emu bitter. <laughs> uh, again, mate, we don't fucking have it. <laughs> I want to pay seven dollars for a coffee. <laughs> we, mate, we can only charge you three fifty. Can I give you seven? I, I just don't understand what changes in a team. Like the, it's not that long a flight. Like you don't get off and go. Like all right. No, and it's not like they're not used to it by now. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a few times. Like you know, you get off and you're a bit achy. Like oh, my back's tight. Mm. That, that was a. Are they watching the wrong films mm. on the way over? Are they mm. watching you know another Zach Galifianakis weird comedy? You know what they're doing wrong. Mm. Due to save money, yeah, they're going via Singapore. Fucking no, idiots! Fuck, they're fucking oh, idiots! Fuck yeah! There's an, like an eight-hour layover <laughs> over there, and and I hear this is what you always say: they're flying Tiger. Oh no, <laughs> not Tiger! No, Tiger's the worst. Tiger's not fun at all. I just don't understand what what can they do so they've got to make it feel like they're in Perth. Okay, here we go. So they've got to build in their minds. Yep. Like, do they need to wear virtual reality goggles? So when they're on the uh-huh. field, they feel think like they're at Subiaca. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. They need Ubiaka. to pipe in, like, need to wear little speakers in their ears. Therefore, they can pipe in crowd noise. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Okay, yeah. so they do that. So on the way to the ground, because I don't know where... Do they stay at the Hilton, which is down in St Kilda Road? I don't, don't know, know where players stay. That's where Brisbane stay, generally. Okay. Down near uh, the lacrosse fields down on Queen's Parade, uh-huh. opposite the uh, Grand Prix track. Not far from town. But if you want, you stay at the Pullman over the road from the uh, MCG. Oh, well, actually, if you're playing at Etihad, of course, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but either or, wherever they're staying, uh, on the bus to the ground, they need to, like, paint it on the side of the of the bus so it looks like they're looking at the Swan River. Yeah, And sure. they go, oh, look, there's a half-built footbridge. Yeah. Oh, I'm at home. I feel at home. I feel at home. Maybe, you know, the cars surrounding them. So it's going to be an expensive venture. Have uh, Western Australian number plates. Yep, right near the ground. We need to have a, uh, like, a Northridge, kind of like a nightclub kind of vicinity that gets pretty fucking crazy on a Saturday, Friday, yeah, or Saturday why don't night. they just go down King Street, see yeah. a couple of punch-ons, and yeah. go, fuck, it feels like Northbridge. And they need to kind of maybe, like, back in the day of cars and stuff and garden, they need to kind of have gunshots going off. Yeah, you that know? kind of thing. Yeah, or you have, like, um, a footballer, like someone in a, in a number nine Guernsey, uh-huh. swimming across the Yarra, <laughs> being chased by the cops. I'm and they home. go, oh, fuck, this is just like cars. Just have, like, little residues of powders in their pockets. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like, they're driving the bus along. I reckon maybe, maybe, if I feel at home, maybe a couple of places, do, do a stretch. <laughs> do a bit of time? Yeah, a bit of time, that kind of thing. Yeah, just have someone in an orange jumpsuit. You know what? You have someone, you drive past, you go, is that a player? Is that one of our players flatlining? He's just got a, you know, he's getting his defibrillators. Clear, bang. You go, oh, fuck, it feels like we're back at home. Yeah, is, that guy, is that guy buying 50 Valium in one hit? Why do you need 50 for? Wait a second. <laughs> We need, we need to tranquilise that horse. Yeah. We better get someone to... <laughs> yeah, to buy some tranquilizers, and we'll taste it to test whether or not it's going to hurt the horse. These are things the West Coast Eagles could do to Absolutely. make them feel like they could win over make here. Make them feel at home. Yeah. We actually got a tweet during the week, actually. About, yeah. uh, was it uh, our friend... Is it Dylan? Oh, um, is this about the Matani chicken stuff? Yeah. 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 He found it in, uh, in Perth. Yeah. Good it's on him. Reaching. Why don't we have it in... Why can't... All right, Junk Timers, this is a... Uh, this is a bit of a thing for... Uh, I haven't seen it on sale in Melbourne. Okay. If, I believe it is, though. Oh, it should be. We have got tweets in the past of people seeing it in the supermarket. Oh, all right. I want, I yeah. want a, fo- a photo. Yeah, I, yeah. I want a proof of, proof of life. I haven't seen it myself, but I haven't said that. I keep on forgetting to go and look for it in the supermarket. Oh, I'm always looking for chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to... Uh, I have I, no name. I have no brand kind of chicken salt in my shelf That's now. disgusting. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't really use that much either. I actually prefer... Uh, no, I was about to say I prefer salt, but that's sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to, it's got to be chicken or nothing. So, mm. so yeah, if you do do it, I want to see it uh, with that and a picture of the day's Herald Sun, just so we know it's. Uh, oh yeah, it's you're true. not fucking tricking us. No, yeah. no, no, no. We're not. We're not fucking morons. Hey, Adam, why don't we pause for a very special announcement? On the Sweetest Plum Podcast, we discuss all the important issues, like Terry Wallace's trade tips. During the trade period, I had the displeasure of listening to Damien Barrett and Terry Plow Wallace. I know you listen to Um, trade radio. Terry Wallace said the name Dom Sheed so many times (laughs) that I can't get it out of my head. Like, I'll be walking down the street and I'll just hear Terry Wallace going, I'd be wanting to get, I'd be very interested in Dom Sheed. The Sweetest Plum Podcast. Hear us on iTunes or thesweetestplum.com.au. Terry is on his knees in the solarium, just praying to the, the god of tans, the Dom Sheep will be available at Pick Nine. You know who was lucky to take the field against uh, West Coast, though, was uh, Dyson Heppel. Oh, yeah, of course. Very lucky. He had an... Um, 
Unbelievable incident at home. And, and, you know, players, sometimes just things can go wrong at home. And this this did not go well for Dyson Heppel. It is a lot of fun when the players injure themselves in household activities. Yes. Yeah, so there's like, a lot uh, of... Like Dermy? Uh, yeah. You know, Dermy, uh, Dermy, bit of an injury downstairs. Um, yeah. Uh, the Vossi cut his hand... Yeah, didn't he nearly lose a finger? Yeah, with uh, like a, doing gardening. Oh, no, you're putting a trailer, putting on. trailer on. Yeah, a trailer on. Didn't Simon Black do his knee when he nearly dropped the baby and he went to catch oh, it or really? something? And he, yeah, popped pop something in his knee. How's the baby? Oh, it's fine. Um, I mean, Black is pretty, pretty silky. Uh, players falling over in bathrooms. It was a North player, wasn't it? Yeah. Who fell over in the bathroom? Oh, no, it was Scott Thompson fell over his dog's vomit. <laughs> Remember that recently? He'd left the, the water out and the dog drank the water and then the dog got sick. Goes to goey. Yeah, Jordan to <laughs> <laughs> Jordan to uh, uh dog uh, punched him. Through a frisbee, wasn't it? Yeah. Was yeah. Story? yeah. No, that, that was, yes, it was the frisbee, yes. Yeah. Because it was, no, it was, wasn't Jeremy Howe? With the Frisbee? Or was he playing cricket the day before? Uh, I can't remember, yeah. Anyway, Collingwood players have had issues with dogs. Yeah. But Dyson Heppel, he was, uh, he was having steaks at home. And you know how dangerous steaks can be. Mm. But he was defrosting them in the, in the, in the microwave. And he, and he went to the, the, the... He dropped the plate. He went to grab the plate. Mm. And he got the fumbles and the plate had smashed. And he, he gashed his hand. He needs stitches. Yeah. I'm trying to work out, did it smash and kind of then bounce back up or something? Yeah, it sounded stuff. Because you wouldn't it? cut your hand just by trying to catch it. It would have to... Yeah. Like, it's almost like it smashed and then he drove his hand into it. Yeah. he's <laughs> He punched it. He's angry. So you're saying there's holes in this story? Absolutely. So how do you reckon he smashed it? It's, he's broken into someone's house, hasn't he? Uh, I, I suspect. I reckon he's trying to... I reckon he broke into Danky. He's trying to find the information. Yeah. Yeah, but although most, and and you know what? Uh, how a window is easier to break is when it's uh, full of bullet yeah, holes. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, weakened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can just push it. <laughs> it's, it's structurally weaker. Yeah. Every, everyone knows that. So he's gone to the doctor and he's had to get a couple of bloody stitches. How good with that though? He goes, I rang the doc straight away and he got a couple of stitches to fix the hand. It'd be handy to have one on call. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! Yeah, you'd just be like, Doc, mate, got a rash. Yeah, you what would do. do that. You got any got any ointments? That's the thing. I wonder. Are they? Uh, the doctor at the club, are they treated? Are they like your medical doctor as well? So if you kind of get a cold, you go off to them? Or? Yeah, I, I think you do because they know what they can give you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good you point. Know, so you're not loaded up on during the day of a game, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I sure. And I do believe that when it happened, uh, Dermy's injury, he rang the club doctor. Oh, really? And said, uh, got a little bit of an injury for you, doctor. <laughs> he goes, oh, don't tell me you've done your hammy. Oh, close. <laughs> get warmer. Don't tell me you've got osteitis pubis. Well, we're in the region. I've, got, I've broken something. Really? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and the doctor's gone, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Do mm-hmm. I have to look at it now? Hey, um, Mark Williams is talking about Daisy, uh, not Daisy, uh, Dusty, mm. saying that he shouldn't go to Adelaide. What's his beef with Adelaide? I mean, he coached Port Adelaide. I know. What's it's, his fucking problem? He actually comes out pretty hard, but he was saying that he, uh, he reckons that Adelaide's too much of a fishbowl. Something oh. like Dusty won't cope. Well, because Dusty, he hates, he hates the limelight. Loves chopsticks. <laughs> Loves chopsticks. Maybe, maybe saying it, maybe there's no good Japanese restaurants mm. in and around the Adelaide area. Yeah. Like, I know they, they've got some fantastic restaurants in Adelaide City now. Oh, absolutely. Rundle Street, beautiful. It is haunting. Mm. Uh, and there's even uh, a nice little Mexican place. There's just a lovely there. little lovely little Hungry Jack's on the corner of uh, Rundle, right near the end of the mall. And oh, there's on a King K- William Street. There's a KFC right yes. near there, too. And then there's a Macca's as well. Yeah. So they've got every. Well, every... you can put straws in his mouth, but that's not the same. No. Absolutely. It's not the same. It's ridiculous. Sorry, I shouldn't have even brought that up. (laughs) Do you think Dusty should go over there? 
well, I mean, I, I do agree what Choco was saying. He, he'd know, too. He said, uh, actually, at one stage, um, Cousins' contract was up, Ben Cousins, and um, said that uh, he encouraged him not to go to Adelaide as well. What, um, did he think that after Richmond, someone else was going to pick him up? No, no, I think that might have been during his kind of heyday there was when the contract was up. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. But what difference would it have made for him? He's in a two-team town anyway. Uh, that's a good point. Maybe he just reckons Adelaide's a bit more full-on than so does that mean, Perth or your Melbourne. Does that mean Dusty wouldn't go to Sydney, two-team town? He wouldn't go to Queensland, two-team two-team state? No, I, mean, I think if, no, I think if you want to blend in, that's that's the place that you go. You do go to Sydney. And so you, do you go think it'd be a Gold Coast son? Yeah. So he can fly to China? Fuck, man. Half the Brisbane list could be sitting in this room right now and we mm. wouldn't know. Yeah. And we're passionate about the game. Oh, I love it. I, I, if I was sitting next to Josh Shackey on a flight... Mm. I'd just be like, fuck your tall, yeah. dickhead. Yeah. Can you give me the fucking armrest? Yeah. <laughs> you, you big cockhead. So it said, uh, this way he said to Cousin, said, listen, Ben, there is no chance you could survive in Adelaide. And I think you could probably branch that out to the rest of the nation too. Yeah. But, uh, and then I'm saying to Dusty, there's no chance he could survive there. The fishbowl that Adelaide is, the amount of media that would want to talk to you, everyone knows what you're doing every minute of the day. That's not for Dusty. Yeah, Dusty does not want to find, have people find out what he's doing every minute of the day. <laughs> no, no, he certainly doesn't. <laughs> he, just, he only puts the things that he wants people to know about up on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like when he goes to Vegas with Dane Swan. <laughs> because, you know, nothing bad could have happened there. I but, reckon... But don't forget, like, let's not forget that... Uh, Choco Williams turned it around though when they won the flag and he said, you know, uh, you know, when he did the, the Alan Scott, thing, you were wrong. Alan Scott, you were wrong. You fucking cunt. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, that's fucking. He's gone hard. What a perfect moment to do that too on the uh, podium uh, while you're accepting the cup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's full it's, of grace. Yes, <laughs> graciousness. <laughs> yeah. And then when he pissed in the cup, he's like, Alan Scott, drink this, you fucking. Yeah. Idiot. Hey, that's one guy. He got kicked out of a funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know who you don't want to sit next to on a flight though? Mm-hmm. Chris Fagan. I took a year off. Yeah. He uh, apparently, so this is after uh, Brisbane lost, obviously they got smashed last night by Adelaide, who were back in the in the winner's circle. But uh, last week when they lost in Launceston, long flight back to Brisbane, because mm. they also go by Singapore. Mm. But Chris Fagan sits next to every player and discusses their game and their faults. Mm. What a fucked flight that would be. It was, well, so you're sitting there, you've got your noise-cancelling headphones yeah. on because you're a footballer. You need to show how much money you're earning. So you've got big fucking headphones on. You're watching you know, Fuller House on uh, Netflix. You downloaded <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Well, it's called Fuller. You know why it's called Fuller House? No. Because DJ's uh, married name is Fuller. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah so you're getting a laugh. You're enjoying yourself. You're, you're coming down a from a loss. You're having a chuckle. Put that behind me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone takes your armrest. You're like, who's that? Who's that fucking idiot? You know, the thing that impressed me about that story is that they got a direct flight back from uh, Launceston. Oh, they're the Brisbane Lions, mate. Yeah, but uh, that's not very... That's not... Well, that's not a common flight? Me. Yeah. You don't think a lot of people are going to Lonnie and going, you know, I think I'll go to Brisbane this weekend. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, in times I've had to kind of get from Hobart or like, to mainland to maybe go to Perth or something. Yep. Um, I've always had to go through Melbourne. Yeah, no, it's a long way around. Mm. But uh, but they're, they're Brisbane Lions. Like, they, they get whatever they want. That's true. They, they probably get their own private jet. That's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. They, they would have their own, probably a Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, the Candyman would look after them, Yeah, yeah, that, that's a very good point. Fellas, I mean, he look, he's a fellas have, Gold Coast fan. Fellas but. have the jet, okay? Yeah, it's all yours. And I'll chuck in a few very special hostesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do not look in the cargo hold. <laughs> 
But I don't know. I don't know if you want to sit with your coach. You're just like, mate, just fucking leave me alone. We lost. We, we suck. Yeah. I'm thinking about leaving. <laughs> You've right? made a horrible decision. Yeah. I, I, I'm Josh Shackey. I'm, I've said I'm going to put off my contract talks until the bye. Yeah. And that, that, that means I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even thought about it, but I'm going to think about it at the bye. Well, Fagan also talked about having uh, – they should have longer contracts for mm. draftees. So I think they all signed a two-year deal. Yes, that's correct. And you're saying you should do a four-year deal. I, I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Mm. I think they should sign a ten-year deal. I reckon sign them up real the yeah, whole time for life. You get whoever you get drafted to. Bad luck. Because if you're not willing to sign a ten-year deal, then you're not passionate. You're not committed to yeah, football. You're not, you're not committed. Yeah. So why bother? Yeah. Sign them in. I, I I'd actually wouldn't pay them. I'd okay. pay. I'd, I'd give them just kind of food and board. Yeah. Well, that's that's free. I mean, how much money would you save per year? Like, how much would you spend on food a year? Like, five, ten grand? Uh, that's a good question, yeah. That's not bad. No, not and much. And board. Like, yeah. you take your rent out of the equation, there's, what, 15, 20 grand saved already. Oh, really? Do you pay that little? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not bad. Well, you know, I, I'm in a shared house with 30 other people. But, I'm doing, you know, that's the way I roll. I'm doing it very well. <laughs> I know, I know. No, I think, I think the four-year deal is a, is a good idea because you can't get – you can't be a first-year – Basically, you're getting trained up at one team to just go like uh, James H did. He was, was at the Brisbane Lions for two years. I was going to say, with that impact, the, the go-home factor as well too. So players just go, okay, I'm going to put two, two years in and then I'm out of here. Yeah. At least you get, you get something decent. And well, you, also, it makes you commit to that town. Yeah, yeah. Like makes you, you get go, involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes you get, you get involved. involved. You wander around Brisbane, you have a good look, mm. okay? You go out to uh, Suncorp. Yeah. You look at the Wally Lewis statue. Yep. You look at all the plaques on the ground yeah. of the players. And, yeah, you head down to New Farm. You, you do, go to the powerhouse. You take in a bit of live theatre. Lovely. Head yeah. down South Bank. Head down to South Oh, it's beautiful down there. Yep. Head down to the, the State Library. You can go down there. It's nice. Um, pop into the ABC. Have a look around. Oh, it's beautiful down there. Um, maybe head down to the, sit, the sit-down comedy club. Yeah, get yourself some comedy way there. You down are to committed the to the city. Hmm. You buy property. Go to an open market, new market hotel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It's uh, horrific. Um, oh, no, the new market one's all right. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, there's a few other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Adam, I'm trying to get my head around the wild card week they want to do. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not... You know, you know, I had an idea. Before we go into what the AFL want to do for yep. the wild card round. So, hear me out. And this is... We don't play JLT anymore. No. Okay? And I don't think teams are happy to do this. But, all right, so we extend the season a little bit, which I think the, the broadcasters would be happy with. Happy with that. Okay, so 364 games. Oh. oh sorry, 364 rounds. Yep. So every day your team's playing. Okay. Yep. Every day. Yep. So it starts January 1, uh-huh. and they play up to uh, December 30. Uh-huh. Okay? Then we have a round robin. So it doesn't matter where you end up. If you, you could be one and 363, yep. but you come into the round robin, you're still a chance. Then you have your little wild card at the end of that at like uh, 10 o'clock on December 30th. And then December 31st is your grand final. Okay. So wait a second. You have a round robin on the 30th of December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that de- that decides who goes in the grand final. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I go with that. Yeah. I'd be happy and with that. And maybe on the morning of... S- someone else can play off and they could potentially get into the grand final knocking the two grand finalists out. Yep, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll maybe bring back the old uh, challenge system. Yes. So if you finish on top, then you go, no, I'm going to challenge you. And then, yeah, that's that's not bad. And whoever kicked the most goals during the year, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a shootout, yep. eventually wins the, the premiership. So we could, we could drag on a season for a good another extra five, six months. Oh, easily. Yeah. Every day there's a game. Yeah. You got nothing on on a Wednesday, but you go, I might go to the footy. And you get full value for your membership, wouldn't you? If you go to 180-odd... Oh, Home games. <laughs> Teams are flying around the country. Yeah. So every second day, 
uh, Perth teams are flying in and out of Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) So they're going to be stressed. Yep. It's going to put. I mean, that's going to be good for the industry. Well, I think it'd be good for the Eagles and Freo as well by the fact that uh, they get you know maybe an ex- about a hundred games in Melbourne as opposed to only yeah, handful. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so they get a decent rack of. Yeah, and that means uh, Port Adelaide could sell games to uh, Shanghai, mm. to Beijing, mm. to Hong Kong, and also, I mean, Dusty could go to Adelaide by that fact. By the fact he won't really be in Adelaide that much. He'll no, he'll be travelling kind of, back and yeah, forth to Melbourne. Yeah, like yeah. half half the year, so it's not the full time commitment. You get value out of the new stadium down in Geelong. Absolutely. Launceston gets a shitload more games. Mm. You get to go down to Blunston Arena during the summer. Yeah. Because it's always blowing a gale down there. And you could be like a... uh uh, through a player through your first year and a half, and you've already fucking blown Boomer Harvey's record out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot more players kicking a thousand goals. Oh, in a season, get a lot more. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that's a bad man. Imagine running out for someone's two hundred. Yeah. Like, crazy. <laughs> I, I think, think it's got merit. something. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pitch that to the AFL <laughs> now because okay, right. we are meeting with them this week. Aren't yeah, we? yep. Um, so they talk about doing. A, I think it's like the uh, okay, eighteen teams. About about round seventeen eighteen divided yes. into two gr- three groups of six. Three groups of six. So you got your top six. Top six. Then you got your middle six. Yep. Then you got your bottom six. <laughs> yes. So Probably didn't need to explain that. So we have um, bottom six are playing for the draft. Uh huh. So no no no. No, in this in this thing, the bottom six are playing for a wild card spot to get into the finals. So you know the the weekend where there's a, a buy mm-hmm. before the finals, that's the wild card weekend. Yeah, which is gonna ship me because we're gonna have our traditional yeah. uh buy live podcasts. Yes. Which we'll kind of work out details for later, but yeah. it will be during that weekend. Yeah, absolutely it will. So, so next it's kind year. of the AFL moving in on our turf in a bit. Yeah, I, I, I suppose actually they're probably concerned that our live podcast is so big. Yeah. That they're that we're stealing momentum from the league. Oh, we are. They're giving us a free hit, essentially. Well, I mean, the finals kind of... It wasn't a very good final series last year after our live potty. Hmm. People were just like, oh, I know the doggies won and they broke a drought, but remember, remember Bomber Thompson? I mean, you should say. I mean, when we had Fev on last year for the live pod, mm. a couple of days later, yeah. there was an article in the paper mm. of him appearing on another podcast. Yeah. But he did tell some of those stories on, on our, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, so in a way, it was yeah. an article about us. <laughs> so that's the model. So a team from the bottom six can go through to this wild card and then therefore win themselves through to the finals the following weekend. Huh. Good on them. So that means it says here, conceivably so a team that finishes 13th, 13th can make the eight. Can make the finals. Yeah, okay. And so then what are the... So and then another th- another theory is that seven will play ten and eight will play nine, and then those two go through to oh. the winners of those go through to the finals. Like a weird McIntyre system. I suppose so. And thing. there's this other proposal um, of what's fucking wrong with it already. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, have yeah. an eight, and yeah. it actually works pretty well. It seems to be going quite well, doesn't it? The good teams get rewarded. Yeah. And uh, there's really no reason to fuck with this shit. Yeah, and we've proven that a team can win it from seventh now. Yeah, yeah. In the Do you really want to have a team win it from 13th? Is that a good look for the league? Is that an inspiring story? Wow. Or is that like they just shouldn't be in there in the first place? Yes. Oh, no, no, I think, I think a team that can win from 13th, I think, is the best thing for the best AFL. thing for the game, yeah, yeah. I think I think we've been crying out for a team to win it from 13th. Yeah, absolutely. Like every year, you're like, yeah, but what about, for example, which means last right, year, okay, right we... now it means Collingwood would win the flag. Yes, <laughs> and I, and rightly so. Yeah, I mean, rightly so. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bucks... they, beat, they beat Sydney away. Yeah, 
Good on them. You know, and they came back. They came back from seven goals down. They beat the Box Hill Hawks, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, they, they beat a tie vicary led Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. That is not an easy feat. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Hey, um, we might wrap it up shortly. It's Adam. time to go. What about some footballers in real life? What have we got? <laughs> have a few. Let me see this one from uh, Callum, who uh, sent us an email a few months ago that we weren't allowed to read. Okay. So he sent us one that uh, is legal. Yeah, in his words, uh, last time he rejected my story due to incriminating content. <laughs> this time it should be okay. Yeah. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. We passed it around with everyone we know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said it at the live show. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, it didn't. Uh... It's not something we're putting out. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, from Callum. I saw Dyson Heppel at the London Tavern in Richmond after the game against Geelong on Saturday night. Uh, so Here let me have go. a look at that. So is that a bit like... Here we go. Yeah, so that's a bit like... Uh, was it Gibbsy yeah, who Bryce showed up Gibbs. down the road? Yeah, but that, Carlton... I don't know if Carlton played on a Saturday night. Yeah, they did play on a Saturday night that, that weekend. I think they played Saturday it? either. Yeah. He was very quickly down at the pub. Yes. Yeah, so Dyson Heppel, this is a night game, so he would have done recovery up until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and then he's gone straight down... To the tavern. To the tavern. And let's just see when Dyson Heppel... Injured his hand in the microwave. So that story came out May 16th, which takes you through till Tuesday. And we've already picked holes in it. Let's not forget that. Let's just say, if there's anyone out there who saw Dyson Heppel leave the precinct with a bleeding hand, (laughs) I'm just putting two and two together here. Well, here we go. All right. He bought around ten beers. Bloody hell. For friends. Some were ciders. Okay. Spent the next hour or so with a large group of people who seemed less starstruck than I was. I then left to go to the Swan Hotel where I had to wait in line for 15 minutes. Sure enough, Dyson turns up around five minutes into my wait. He patiently waits at the back of the line until a bouncer approached him and said he could skip the line. Whoa, what? He was and no- of course he said no. He was noticeably thankful to the bouncer and took up the offer. He then spent more time around the bar. Not once did I see him hit the dance floor. Man, he's doing a bit of a Swan Street crawl. Yes, suspect, Apple. Yeah. Yes, suspect. Can I just say, though, name me one other captain in the 90s who would have waited in line. Name me any captain of an AFL team of, the, of like, the old era that would, oh, have, who that would, would have, have waited. Do you mean, like, they just strolled to the front and said, let me in? Absolutely. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. It's pretty rare. Yeah. He's still suspect. <laughs> uh, uh, another one asks, uh, Rodney Ede on Thursday, Arvo. First over, down here, oh. down in Melbourne. Well, they got, they got the goodbye. He's just come back from, from China. He's bringing back duty-free for his family. Yeah, sure. Uh, big Tobler owned cigarettes. Yep. I saw him helping, <laughs> I saw him helping a, a bloke uh, take a desk out of a removal van in, on Glen Iris Road in Glen Iris. What? Uh, it was man with a van truck, and it was parked outside a fairly new apartment block. He was wearing a green polo shirt and cargo shorts. The, this could confirm some suspicions that Rocket won't be at the Gold Coast much longer and perhaps had bought himself a residence back in Victoria during his week after the uh, game <laughs> in China. Say, say you're moving house, right? A very, a very stressful already. Yeah. To yeah. go to yourself, oh, let's get Rocket Ed on this yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> let's get a man who... I've seen the way he treats phones. Yeah, sure. I think there's one thing you want to do. If the one thing in life you want to do, you want to go to Ikea with Rocket Ed. And then you want to help put together the uh, equipment. <laughs> but he's also, he's like, how old is he? He's like 120. Let's ask, let's ask Grandpa Rocket to fucking help out moving. Yeah. So here's uh, from Craig. Uh, spotted on 13th of May. 
this is this is actually frightening. Uh, Chicken Nixon and Daniel Kerr. Oh God! On Saturday in Tant Tantanula. South Australia, Tantanula, okay. South Australia. Kerr Fuck. played for the local MSEFL team, the Tigers. Okay. But they got towed up by last year's Premier's Mount Burr by 70 points. Mm-hmm. Kerr, 12 possessions and one goal. Go the Mozies. Daniel Kerr and Chicken Nixon hanging out. All righty. Now, <laughs> let's just break this down. It's a meeting of the minds. Let's just break this down, okay? It's fine for Daniel Kerr. He, he needs to get some cash. He get, gets, out of, gets out of the... the the fishbowl that is Perth. Uh-huh. Yeah? So he goes and plays, uh, I don't know where the MS is. Um, I'm thinking like Murray River. No, It's it? South Australia. Yeah. But w- which I'm looking region? up the town now. Yeah. yeah. Town. So we'll find out. So anyway, he's gotten out of Perth, get himself away, go play some local footy, get some cash in hand money. Nothing wrong with that at this stage. Well, don't out him for doing a cashy. Oh, yeah. No, he does it all on the books. Yeah. And runs it through. approved, yeah. Yeah, he puts an invoice in and they P-A-Y-G. Yeah. So whereabouts is the town? Uh, looking up now. I've got it on Google Maps. It's... Oh, near Mount Gambia. Not too far from Mount Gambia. Okay. Yeah. So he's playing in that region. He's away from Adelaide even. He's out of that double fish bowl. He's, he's no fish bowling. No. So the next step is, of course, if you're playing in a country football club league... Who else do you need to support you? Yeah. You go, uh, you ring Ricky's phone, and of course that goes toot toot. Yeah. Toot toot. <laughs> oh, it would like, too. Curry, where are you? Oh, yeah, just over the border. I'm already <laughs> there. Yeah, I'm on my way. And so he fucking he leaves the cleaner at home, mm-hmm. puts on a bit of a flog pot in the car on the drive over. Yeah, he gets a, gets a box of books, put that in the back seat. Because yep. you've got to. Got to uh, shift a few units. Yeah, he grabs a couple of Vegemite scrolls from mm-hmm. the from the bakery <laughs> for the drive over, and he drives a five hours to Mount Gambia. Yeah, have a, have a meeting in the mines. Yeah, and what would they do after the game? What's their recovery in a local country town? Just have a couple of froths. Well, I mean, they would. Yeah, I, I went uh, back to my local footy club last year, I think for a gig, and they kind of took me of a tour of the new renovated change rooms. Nice. And they said, "Oh, here are the ice baths," and oh, yeah. um, they were two green recycling bins. Ah, uh-huh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, now that's how they would have rolled. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this one from Alex. Not so much a football in real life. Uh, saw something horrific during the Collingwood v Hawks game. Some kid holding a I Heart Bucks banner was wearing a fucking gold Joffa jacket. That sick fuck. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh, Joffa Jr. It's insidious. It's it's it worked its way into the. Uh, it's when the kids are affected. That's that's what really that's gets me. the worst bit. But you know the best thing about that is if you've got a lighter handy, that would be highly flammable. That jacket. <laughs> so teach that kid a lesson. Hey, yeah, uh, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Uh, we are Junk Time Pod at Gmail. We're Junk Time Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for all your footballers in real life. And uh, yeah, make sure you tune into the Sweetest Plum. Yes, and uh, don't forget to check out junktime.bigcartel.com to get yourself a stubby holder. It's getting cold in these winter months. You need to keep your hands yeah. warm, not just the beer cold. True. We're going to head off. Go Hawks! Go Blues!
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 